as we watch the uncommitted votes come in. As you noted, Michigan has a tradition of thousands of people voting uncommitted. Uh, and in fact, in the last election, in the, in the Democratic primary in 2020, about 20,000 people voted uncommitted, about 28,000 voted uncommitted in the Republican primary, and you keep going back every four years, and it's about 20,000 people in each party vote uncommitted. So I kind of look at that, and maybe you tell me what you think about this, I kind of look at that as the floor right. for the uncommitted movement this evening. 20,000 is like, that's kind of like what happens every election. They get 30, they get 40, they get 50,000. Well, now we're talking, that's a real protest. Right, so if you look at roughly 20,000, and I think that's, that's history says that's a fair number. Uh, one of the dynamics sometimes in those uncommitted votes is a certain candidate decides not to contest the state. Right, back in 2008, the uncommitted vote was way higher because uh, both Barack Obama and John Edwards didn't, didn't play in Michigan and their voters voted uncommitted to sort of say, I want to go out and vote for my guy, but I can't vote for my guy. Uh, so it was much higher then. So the question this time though is there's nobody, there's nobody like that. There's not another Democratic candidate who said, oh, I'm going to skip Michigan because Biden's strong there. So that, I think, is a true protest vote, uh, you know, as opposed to in years past where there were different reasons for it. Or it's just, you know, maybe, may, let's not overstate that it's all about Israel-Gaza. Uh, uncommitted is going to tell us people who had a chance to vote for an incumbent Democratic president or vote for his long-shot challenger, and they chose to vote uncommitted. So it tells you, number one, they're unhappy. They're looking for something else than that. And then the question is, and our reporters on the ground will help us, how much of it is Israel-Gaza? How much of it is repairable? and how much of it may be irreparable. There are, the front page of the Arab American News six, eight weeks back was abandoned Biden. And when you talk to them out there and you say, but that might help Trump win, some say, I'll think about that closer to November. Others say, I don't care, that this is a matter of principle, that I'm gonna vote against Biden on a matter of principle, and if Trump wins, so be it. That's the challenge for the president. That's why his national security advisor was, the deputy national security advisor was out there last week. That's why Ro Khanna, the Democratic House member, was out there last week trying to help him. Uh, that's why the campaign team was out there. Th this, is a, this is a full court press. And Congressman, Congresswoman Debbie Dingell, who you know is from right down here in the Detroit area, she has been, no call it a farm five alarm fire. She's <laughs> been pulling every fire alarm she right. can find and saying, you better get out there, you're in trouble. And one of the things uh, that the people behind the uncommitted movement are trying to do tonight is send the message, look, it doesn't really matter what happens during the primary, Joe Biden's gonna win the Democratic primary, but we're here and Donald Trump only won Michigan by 10,000 votes in 2016. Right. You need us. Uh, let me go to Diane Gallagher, who's at a, a voting location right now. And, and Diane, uh, you're in Ann Arbor. Um, what are people telling you uh, about this uncommitted vote? The exact conversation that you and John were just having, I spoke with several uncommitted voters here in Ann Arbor who gave various reasons for this vote. Now, I do want to get into some numbers that I just received. Of course, these are unofficial, but they have been transmitted from the city of Ann Arbor, Ward 5, Precinct 48. As far as the Democratic Party goes, President Joe Biden, 41 votes, Dean Phillips, 4, Marianne Williamson, 4, and uncommitted received 39, just a two-vote difference between Joe Biden and uncommitted. Now, on the Republican side, uh, we have six votes for Nikki Haley, 15 for Donald Trump, and three for uncommitted, a total of 112 votes at this precinct. But look, I did. I spoke with many uncommitted voters here in Ann Arbor, several of them telling me they are not a part of the Arab American community, but that this resonates with them. And this is their opportunity, they said, to have that protest, to let the president, who they did plan to vote for, they said in November, hear what they have to say about this particular issue. 
So it's, it's interesting. This is the math she just said on the Biden uncommitted. I left Dean Phillips and Marion Marion Williams. No, 41-39. That's almost a tie, right? So that's one precinct. This is she's in. She's here. Washtenaw County is where Ann Arbor is. So countywide, <clears throat> Biden's doing much better, but still, 25 percent. A 25 percent. This is a college. This is the the main voting block here. Is it's Ann Arbor, the college town. So you have students who can vote there. Then you have the entire you know the infrastructure. University of Michigan's a giant place, right? Again. <clears throat> When we were on the campus, it's about two months back now, uh, but when we were on the campus, we were there and they had a banner pulled out and they had a printout from the, literally from Hamas um, and they were writing the names on the banners. Uh, and there were students there. Many of them were Arab Americans, but there were many other students stopping by to help them. And we spoke to the head of the college Democrats who said they were trying to have a meeting to plan about the election and it, all the energy was about Israel-Gaza. Now, the question is, as time passes and as the president's tone has shifted, as the president's policy has shifted, he now says he maybe can have a ceasefire by early next week. Can the president repair the damage? That is the question, because the damage, you see it right there. You just heard it from Diane. You see it in this one precinct. The damage is real. Uh, the damage is real. The question is, you have eight months. Can you repair it? All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's walk over to the uh, panel right now. Is that what we're doing? Let me t toss it to Dana. Dana Bash, on to you. Thank you. Um, and, you know, as we continue that conversation, one of the main reasons we are so focused on Michigan tonight isn't because, and we can just repeat this, isn't because we are not sure who's going to win the Democratic primary and who's going to win the Republican primary. It's what does this tell us about November? And looking back in history, uh, just go back to 2016. There was a very, very uh, intense primary in Michigan between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. Everybody thought Hillary Clinton was going to win that primary. Bernie Sanders eked it out. And if you fast forward to the fall of 2016, Hillary Clinton ended up losing Michigan. And so that's one of many examples throughout recent history of places like Michigan and Michigan itself uh, being a harbinger for problems that a candidate has in a primary that bear out in the general election. Um, is that one of the things that you're looking at and looking for here, David Chalian? Definitely uh, one of the things to look for in any primary contest, I mm -hmm. think, is what, and it, it's not a one-for-one -one situation, we should note that, but what general election vulnerabilities are exposed by the coalition of folks that come out and vote the way they do inside the context of your primary? Because we all know politics is a game of addition, right? And you need a unified a base of support from your own partisans to be in the ball game for a general election. And so looking for cracks in the Biden coalition in these Democratic vote tallies tonight is what we're looking for. I mean, I'll just note with 7% of the estimated vote in now, the uncommitted vote is already at 11,607 raw votes. So they've already crossed the ridiculously low expectation setting uh, that they had set uh, for 10,000, but we've only got 7% of the estimated vote in. So they're at 11,000. Now that raw vote number is going to grow uh, throughout this evening, perhaps substantially. So we'll see how much of a protest statement is made here, but it doesn't mean, and this is important for us to remember all day long, that every single one of those uncommitted votes mm -hmm. is a Donald Trump vote in the fall or a stay at home, no Joe Biden vote. Perhaps the vast majority of these folks who are participating in a Democratic primary are making a statement tonight to try to change policy, but are going to be in this contest between Trump and Biden in the fall and very well may be with Biden. But it does give the Biden campaign their to-do list in Michigan. It is really the enthusiasm gap, which is probably the biggest challenge that Biden faces heading into November, getting the base energized 
which is clearly a large uh, protest vote will make it very clear about the amount of work that they have to do here. What will be interesting, too, is just the, the challenges that each candidate has within their own party. For Biden, it is clearly the base. It's younger voters, minority voters, and here, Muslim voters, Arab American voters. Trump, the right of center voters, the suburban voters, those are the people that have been voting for Nikki Haley. How much of vulnerability do we see from him in tonight's results? So, as David said, like, this is, we know the outcome here, the impact, what, what it means for November is what we're going to have to scrutinize here. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, we're, we're, we're doing vibe punditry, right? <laughs> because we, we, know, we know how it's going to end. We know Biden's going to win it. We know Trump's going to win it. And so instead, it's trying to feel where, where the conversation is going to be for Joe Biden mm -hmm. and Donald Trump in the days ahead. I mean, one of the things, which is, I think it was a point that, David made when we were on TV 14,000 years ago this morning, <laughs> um, is one of the things I'm looking for is what is Nikki Haley's number when she's not been campaigning in Michigan, right? Mm. That shows you the more organic base kind of number. Um, but you know, also we were just talking about Ann Arbor. That's a town I'm sure that went for Bernie Sanders in 2020. So it's heavy with college students and you know, it's, it's early to figure out the vibes quite yet. Although I believe that Michigan and Michigan State are on spring break uh, right now. I've been reliably informed from a Michigander.